All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. How's it going? Are you okay? Yeah, I know. It's bad. Yeah, it's, yeah I know. I know. I know. It's going to get worse. I get it. I get it. I get it. The storms, the heat, the water rising, things dying. I get it. It's all going to... There's no stopping it now. How's it going? Good morning. Welcome to the show. We'll adapt, right? Hey, look, you know, and I don't want to be a dick about it, but uh, I've never been happier not to have children. How, maybe that's a song. Is that a character in a musical? I've never been happier not to have children. I never been happier not to have children. I. So, uh, I don't know, man. I apologize. Good luck with what you're doing. I hope everything's okay. Today on the show, Danny Houston, the actor, Danny Houston, Angelica's brother, right? Danny Houston, John Houston's son. So uh, Danny's here. Uh, he will be here in a minute. You can hear him uh, talk to me about, he's got this new film out that's, uh, it's heavy, but it's beautiful. It's a film called The Last Photograph, and we talked about that and about other things, about being a Houston. How about some updates? You want some updates on things? I can fucking do that. I can, I, not a problem. I guess I am now at uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 18 days off of nicotine, and I, I think it's all mental now, obviously. But it's powerful. The mental thing is power. It, there's just these moments where there, there are moments that happen where my brain just sort of like, shouldn't we do? Shouldn't we be doing something right now? Shouldn't you? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't you be doing one now? Shouldn't? What's going on now? This you, we've got a free second here. It's time to 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 get a feeling. We got a free. I got an open second. Let's fill it with something, or take it down a notch, or jack it up. Where's the, where's the, where's the substance? Where's the stuff in that free second? So that happens occasionally. And I'm just trying not to feed all those free seconds with food. Been doing a lot of cooking here at the house. I find that very comforting, very, um, gives me a certain, it's a meditative quality. It's creative. It's engaged. And I get to eat things at the end of it. Nothing like cooking for three hours and eating whatever you made in seven minutes. But I've been doing a lot of food prep around the house, you know, trying out new things. Right now, I'm kind of festering about a marinade for some chicken thighs. What's going to happen with the chicken thighs in the fridge? Look, I know, I know things are not great. I don't know how they get better. I'm sorry. But I do know that by the end of the day, I will figure out a, a marinade for my chicken thighs that doesn't have too much sugar in it. That I know is going to happen. It's a little things, folks. Also, thank you for all the mail, the email about uh, clearing up. Got some email about the Seattle shows that there was a massive thunder lightning storm. I knew that. I think I might have told you about that with the lights going on and off and the ghosts. But then someone sent me an email saying that there, there's there's some indication that perhaps the Moore Theater is built over a graveyard of settlers that had been moved. So there could, it could be a poltergeist situation over there. Then somebody sent me an email about all the people who sweat on that stage and the spirits therein, including William Burroughs, Chris Cornell, 
Kurt Cobain, cats like that. Place has been around a long time. Some of these vessels, some of these structures, uh, have a bit of a, a bit of a spiritual residue that they collect, kind of like a giant orgone box. Except they're not holding orgone energy; they're holding just the psychic shrapnel of the creativity that happened in the structure. Now, even either you buy into that shit or you don't. Some days I do, some days I don't. You dig? Yeah, so I'm okay, man. And everything's settling down. My my dopamine receptors, all the things, the synapses are, are leveling out. They're leveling off into what's really me. And physically, I'm back in my body with no way out except for the way out, which I'll just wait for. No rush on that one. So that's okay. As far as therapy goes, the EMDR sessions are interesting, and I believe they are working. I do. I believe that the EMDR, as we hold the buzzers, start target some trauma, hang with that, uh, buzz, 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 uh, then where are we at now, dish that out, buzz, 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 where are we at now, that arc of process through the, the sort of re- reintegrating of the trauma or whatever dissipating it what the emdr is having an effect i think it's okay i think i'm going to be all right cats cats are all right maybe somebody can give me some insight um my my older cats are shrinking they're getting very skinny uh monkey's very skinny he's getting very fragile he's 15 years old is there something I should be doing? They're eating a lot. Everybody's running around. Everybody's having a good time. But he, apparently they have a hard time as they get older absorbing protein. They're on a very high protein diet and they're eating it. But he seems to be just diminishing before my eyes, though he's got a lot of personality still. And he's running around. Energy, everything's fine. He's just very, he's skinny. Does anybody know? Is there, and don't you know? Don't speculate here. I, I need some real advice. I could Google it. I did. I could. Uh, I guess I could call the vet, but I don't know. D- is there is there a way to fatten them up? I think I'm kind of blessed to have skinny cats. That's that's who I am. I can project my body dysmorphia onto cats. Like I'm very happy that all my cats are lean, and it has something to do with what I feed them. Buster is is a large cat. He's not fat, but he's the younger one. But I just don't know. If I'm doing the right thing, maybe I shouldn't ask you, you know, maybe I should just do what everyone else does and do the proper research. I've really just been here at home, you know, trying to uh, enjoy my life on a few days down. For some reason, I started rewatching Breaking Bad. I watched uh, most of Bill Burr's new special uh, last night at, at Royal Albert Hall. And I'm starting to realize, though, even after watching Burr's special, it's like, I am definitely not as fucking angry as I used to be for no reason. Like, the general flow of rage is different for me. I don't know if it's early onset uh, dementia or or I'm generally working through things. Maybe it's the EMDR. I don't know. But I'm just not, I, you know, I do get seething and I do get angry and I do get anxious and I do get uh, full of a, a certain amount of dread. But uh, I'm not about to pop anymore. I don't know why that happened or whether I'm going to assume it's good. I don't know how to, what to tell you uh, in terms of how I, it happened, but it happened. Oh, yeah. Before I forget, all you fish fans, 
Betty has not given me a fish playlist. You know, the idea, sometimes people say things on this show and they don't manifest. I, on the other hand, have to figure out how to use Spotify. That's my project for the week. As the temperatures rise and the water rises and species drop dead around us, uh, you know, I, we're, I think we're kind of lower on that list, but we're definitely on that list. Uh, I'm going to figure out how to make a Spotify playlist. Now I'm going to try to integrate my Instagram and my Spotify. As the world burns, rights are denied. People are caged. Hate blossoms. I'm going to be diligently trying to put together a Spotify playlist. Right? That's doing something right. Fucking fuck. Chicken marinade. Thinking limes. I got a lime tree out back. I'm thinking limes. I'm going to start with limes. So here, what do we cover today? Cats are okay. Everybody's good. Old cats are a little lean. Um, I'm well into no nicotine, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 days. I'm doing okay, leveling off. EMDR, working pretty well. Do not know what to marinate my chicken thighs in. World is ending. Betty uh, Gilpin did not give me a fish playlist. The ghosts at the Seattle Moore Theater are probably there, but uh, I think I summoned lightning. It wasn't just goes, I summoned lightning. I'd like to, I'll make it about me. I'd like to think I have that much power. Some of the stuff I'm doing is a little, little dicey, a little button pushing. I've gotten some emails about my final bit. Some uh, concerned fan emails are just sort of like, we were laughing through it, but it felt wrong. Hey, you know what I mean? Come on. They're just words. Eh? Huh? A little less angry. Working on it. Working on stuff. So, Danny Houston is here. Danny Houston made a nice movie. He's been in a lot of movies. He's also on Succession this season. That show, I love that show, by the way. Oh, yeah, and I started Breaking Bad again. Okay, up to speed. Everyone's here. Uh, this movie, The Last Photograph, is a touching, dark movie. It's not, I don't know if it's dark. It's just heavy emotionally, but it's poetic. It's one of those movies that uh, grown-ups like me enjoy seeing. It's exactly the, it is a beautiful, um, deep a moving, sad, independent film. But uh, that movie, The Last Photograph, is is now in theaters and on demand. And this is me talking to the star and director of that movie, Danny Houston. Mine's a rickety old house uh, in the Hollywood Hills that certainly has a, a life of its own. Oh, so you've been up there a long time? Uh, yeah, probably about 15 years. Yeah? Yeah. It's, I, I, that's a whole different life up there, it seems. I mean, it, it, that's the life that people think of when they think of Hollywood. Well, I'm, I'm literally under the Hollywood sign. You are? I, I mean, I can't see it, but if you're looking at me, I can I can extend my arms <laughs> wide open and, and, and hold it. And, and, and hold it in the back of my... Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it, but you can. So if somebody's looking at you in front of your house... Exactly. I get it. <laughs> well, that's fucking nice. So 15 years. Where were you before that? New York? Uh, no, I was in, uh, near Laurel Canyon. Oh. Uh, uh, near Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Wonderland, the street, mm-hmm. the infamous the, street, the, the, the horrible yeah. slaughter street. Yep. 
Yeah. It's weird that that's the point of reference. It's sort of like I'm a, I'm up by the old Tate House. Yeah. They, you know, the, yeah. you, you didn't mention the charming uh, uh, school. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Hollywood's known for. Did you watch? Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I loved it. You did, right? Oh God, I loved it. Do you, like, because you grew up in some of that, right? I mean, I, in I, a way, in a way, in a way. Uh, um, I, I really, I, I grew up in Ireland, and and uh, and lucky and, bastard, and, and, you and, lucky and, bastard. <laughs> cheers, and um, and and Italy, um, and then I went to school in England. I, I came to Hollywood late. My father, you know, he lived in in, in Ireland, and then later in Mexico. But, yeah, but but um, L.A. was always a, a sort of stopping point. The Mexico period. It's so weird that the generation of, of, of your dad's, those guys, they just went to Mexico. I don't, you know, it's like Peckinpah. Like, you know, I'm going to go, do, they had this romantic, I, I'm sorry, that's what I always associate the family, the Houston family with this kind of strange adventuring thing. Yeah. International. Well, I mean, I, I you know, growing up, I, I wasn't... Um well, I guess I was clear that he was that he was a director, but he'd 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 come from sort of faraway countries, um, bearing gifts, <laughs> yeah. and and it was like like a, a pirate yeah. uh, coming to visit the house, <laughs> um, and with tall tales, uh-huh. um, and uh, yeah, I mean a sort of swashbuckling uh, kind of guy. Um, and and uh, Ireland, he he left uh, uh, sadly, you know, after about. Four or five marriages, I guess. Where, where, where do you fall in? How is it like? Because I had your half sister. She's your half sister, right? Angelica, Angelica here. Yeah. Your mother was which wife? Uh, my mother was. Uh, she, she, she wasn't a, a wife. Oh. Uh, uh, my mother was in between uh, wife number four and five, or either between five and six. <laughs> uh, and um, but you had a relationship with everybody. Oh yes, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. No, and my father and and my, and my mother were. Were tremendous together, oh. um, and um, and uh, very they were very close. Yeah, um, but uh, yes, there was a, there was a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> but now, like things have, uh, I guess, settled down. But like when you started, uh, like I, wh- where'd you grow? Up? Like you were in Italy, like like right in Rome. You could... I grew up in Rome because my father was making a film um, uh, based on a rather well known book called The Bible. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it was it was a long pre-production and post-production. The whole thing took uh, about three or four years, and so I, I happened to be born there. Um, I, I like to say that um, I was conceived. If, if we're using his films as, yeah. as, as, as a measuring stick, uh, I was conceived during Freud, yeah. uh, uh, born during the Bible, right. and, and teethed on Night of the Iguana. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know, so so I I, um, I spent some time on on, uh, on on the set of the Bible, and yeah. I remember watching the first cut, and. Um, you know, one's father is 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 a god, uh, probably for 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 every son and daughter. Yeah. Uh, but in, in in this particular case, the film starts, and um, I hear in the beginning, <laughs> and it's my father doing the voiceover for yeah. God. Right. Uh, and then the next thing I knew, uh, he was Noah. Yeah. And there were animals following him into 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 the ark. Right. And this was just fantastic for me. And then. <laughs> And then my mother was also in it, and yeah. she plays Hagar. Yeah. 
And uh, she's in the middle in the desert. Is that Noah's or uh, Noah's sister? Abraham. 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 Oh. Uh, and and uh, and she's in the desert, uh, uh, dying of dying of thirst. And suddenly, this kid appears, who's who's her son, and he's not me. Right. And at that point, I, I got I got very confused, and I've had that problem really uh, all all my life, trying to differentiate fiction from reality. It's hard, right? It is. <laughs> Like I interviewed, there's a guy. Who's the guy that wrote the big book on your family? Uh, Larry Grobel. Yeah, Grobel. Yeah. I, I interviewed him a while back. He 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 was very you know I, he he's the big interview guy. And I remember I, I set out to interview the interviewer, and it went on a long time. And I'm not sure what I was looking for. I just I know that I had to like he came back again. To, now, what was your? Do you, did you like that book? Uh, yes, I think we we we, we all liked it. It 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 it's at times delved a, uh, uh, possibly a, a little too uh, deeply in in, in into with interviews with others. Mm. Uh, uh, I felt, um, but um, my favorite book uh, biography uh, was a book called An Open Book uh-huh. um, that my father wrote, um, and it's a wonderful collection of stories. About the family or short stories? It's a collection of stories from his life, oh. um, and they're just they're just marvelous. And and uh, uh, we used to kid around saying yeah. it's anything but an open book because right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't reveal the sort of things that Larry Grobel. Grobel. Well, yeah, I yeah, I don't uh, like I I didn't I didn't uh, dent it. It was you know it's a big book, mm-hmm. and I. I will eventually get it. You know, it's great. It's it's great from 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 a you know you learn a lot about Walter Houston, uh-huh. uh, your grandfather, my grandfather. I um, remember him from the Devil and Daniel Webster. The right? Devil and Daniel Webster. That's right. And and uh, you know he was born in in Toronto and his struggles. Uh, um, and uh, it's 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 a uh, it's it's an interesting book from a sort of. A from my point of view, as a sort of piece of family history. Sure. Well, yeah, it's a, it sort of uh, fills in all the gaps, I would imagine, for you yeah. if someone else is doing the research. Yes. <laughs> like, I just did that. <laughs> I did that show, Finding Your Roots, you know, it's a, you know, where you, they do your genetic thing and then yeah. they, they do the research on it. And uh, it was it was interesting, but you had a guy do thorough research and, you know, talk to everybody involved and incorporated into the history of show business. That's a nice thing to have. Yeah. As a point of reference. It is. Even if he did, digs up some bad <laughs> shit. It was sometimes you gotta <laughs> <laughs> there's bad shit there yeah yeah it's better it happened then than now yeah i think it's it, cre- it, cre- it creates a dramatic read so why when did you realize that show business was the thing i i felt somewhat doomed uh, yeah uh, um you know we just mentioned walter uh, my father angelica yeah uh, my cool cool sister angelica yeah and how, old, and how much older is she about 10 years old. okay so she was in it and you were like whoa she was i mean yeah. as as a, as a kid you know she was the, uh, she still is incredibly cool but yeah uh, uh, she 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 was friends with like the rolling stones yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and jack nicholson right and so right so this was you know inc- incredibly uh, uh exciting for yeah. me um, but uh, yeah, and my, my nephew Jack Houston, it's 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 kind of like the family business. So I mean, I resisted it for a while. Um, I, I, I like I like to paint, and and I sometimes saw my father uh, struggle with the whole circus act yeah. that's around filmmaking, right? And and and, um, and the money mm. involved, um, and uh, uh, it, it I, I could see that it it, it caused him. Uh, uh, trouble 
uh, from time to time, even though he knew how to play the game yeah. so beautifully. I mean, he was just a poker player. Really? Like, yeah. He when, just he'd bluff and just just uh, like in what situations? Well, like what was the what okay. was the education? What okay. was the education? Well, I'll I'll give you yeah. an example. Um, I remember when he was. Um, Making Pritzi's Honor oh, great uh, with, movie. With, with with Angelica, yeah, and Jack actually. Uh, um, he uh, a guy from ABC came up and said, uh, "Mr. Houston, it's incredible. You're using such a, a low amount of, of of footage, yeah, of film, yeah. Uh, um, you're saving us so much in, in 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 the budget by by doing so." And, and he said, "Thank you very much. It's very kind of you." Um, and then, and then, when the uh, gentleman left left the the, the room, yeah. uh, my father said, oh, "Idiot! <laughs> he, he doesn't understand that, that they can't cut it any other way." <laughs> so it was a control thing. Like yeah, they, he was yeah, doing, yeah. <laughs> He'd be cutting in the camera so that so that so they didn't have any didn't where have to go, any option. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. And that's that's the kind of thing you know, that sort of trickery and. Yeah. When you were coming up, like, uh, so you started as a painter? Did so, you yeah. go to college? I went, what? To, I went to art school. I went to film school. Oh yeah, um, and uh, in Europe, uh, in in London, yeah. Mm. And then, um, and then, uh, uh, I had this this moment when he was making a film called Under the Volcano. Oh yeah, Albert with Finney. Albert Finney. Yeah, based on a Malcolm Lowry novel. Um, and uh, he uh, he was struggling with the title sequence. Mm. I, I used to make him. Uh, uh, cocktails or drinks, <laughs> depending what country he was in, it would be a different drink. Uh-huh. Uh, in, in Mexico, it was a Cuba Libre, a, yeah. a rum and coke, and uh, and I, I brought him a rum and coke, and he, he it upset him. He said, "No, no, 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 no. The, the, the coke should only color the rum." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went back and poured him a large one, yeah. and then and then we watched we watched the rushes, yeah, uh, um, for under the volcano, for under the volcano, yeah. and uh, and he was struggling with this with this title sequence uh, because the, it was the paper mache dolls, but they didn't move, so it was very, the shots were very static right. for the title sequence. So he turned turned around to me and he said, uh, "Danny, um, uh, you, you've been to film school and stuff, right? Uh, 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 um, direct the title sequence." <laughs> And and I mean it was it was almost a moment of horror for me. Right. Uh, but uh, he handed over uh, Gabriel Figueroa, who was a wonderful cinematographer. Yeah. Um, and um, I shot I shot the sequence um, using a camera that moved around the dolls uh-huh. uh, to try to create some movement. Um, and he was delighted, and that was my first. Uh, that was it. That, that was, was my it. first job. And, and were you like hooked? Were you like uh, just because? Well, I mean, pleasing your dad's obviously a great thing. Mm. He, he he dumped this thing on you. Like you you, you couldn't say no. no, and you showed up and you you nailed it. I, I, I like to I like to think I did, uh, <laughs> uh, but I did I did come out of film school and sure. stuff. So it was it was it was kind of my my um, secret ambition. Oh uh, yeah, you just didn't know how it was going to unfold. Yeah. Where the confidence was going to come from. Yeah, yeah, and then what? And then he he produced the how how long before they you did uh, you know the first feature? Um, the first feature I did with 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 him um, was based on a Thornton Wilder, and you directed that right? I directed that. It's it, called, was, it was called Mr. North, right? Um, and I had a wonderful cast. It was a big cast. I remember yeah. Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, again, my uh, my father. I mean. We were like two 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 hustlers. Yeah. Uh, um, um, I remember presenting the script to to Lauren Bacall, and uh, there was a long flight of stairs. Did you write the script? Uh, no, he did. 
Oh, your dad. Did. Yeah, he did with Janet Roach, who's actually also wrote Prince's Honor with him. Was that was he intending? Was it one of the things that he was intending to direct, or how did that like? Uh, uh, no, I gave it. I, I gave oh, it you to gave him the idea. Yeah. He said, "All right, I'm going to write this. Yeah, and you're going to direct it. That's right. Interesting. And so yeah, so so we we uh, we got this great cast together, and and uh, yeah, Lauren Bacall. I was she's literally on standing on top of a flight of steps outside the uh, the Westwood Marquee. Yeah, and I carried his oxygen tank uh, up the steps. What do you have, as, emphysema? Yeah, I yeah. carried the oxygen tank up the steps uh, towards Lauren Bacall, yeah. and, and, I, and he turned around and winked at me and said, she, no way she's going to refuse this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and sadly, uh, yeah. uh, uh, while we were making the film, he, he, he called me, he, he was meant to act in it. Yeah. And he called me and said, yeah, Danny, you know, if, if I were to fall ill, is, is it okay if I get Robert Mitchum to stand by, just in case? <laughs> I said, well, look, I, I'm sure you're going to be fine, but but yeah, sure, sure. of course. <laughs> um, and then he did become ill oh. um, and uh, checked into the hospital in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. And uh, While you were shooting? While we were shooting. Oh. And, um, and uh, Robert Mitchum arrived, uh, came to the, uh, to the hospital, they spoke. And uh, Mitchum said, "You know, I'm, I'm sorry about the about the circumstances, yeah. but I'm 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 here." Yeah. Um, and when Mitchum left the room, my father lowered his oxygen tank, looked at me, and said, "Biggest hoax I ever pulled." <laughs> 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 and you know, we were, he, he 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 considered Mitchum one of the greatest actors. Yeah. Uh, and and couldn't believe that that. That 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 he, that he got him, but this was also a show of 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 bravado and 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 uh, right a show a show of support, and he was such a, a gentle man. Yeah. In, in that regard, did he get well, or was that uh, he got well for a short time? Hmm. And so, like, what sort of like fascinates me about not you know the choice in like something like even like Mister North, and and then again with the new movie which I watched. The uh, the last photograph. Yes, it, you know, is that there? And even in some of the movies your father made, that were is, is that these stories are very are very specific. They're they're not mainstream stories necessarily. They're stories like because I have this big rant going on, you know, actively in public about the limitations of you know mainstream cinema because of the bullying element of uh, you know comic book movies and you know what independent film means and where it can go. And I just I I realize that some of this stuff, like your dad and and even like I think Mr. North did okay, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you know he had good actors in absolutely, it. yeah. But then as you move forward, like watching the last photograph, I was like, this is a powerful movie. It's very moving. Uh, you know, it's beautiful to look at. It's 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 challenging in a lot of ways. But it's not like a story that it, you just don't – these type of movies are, are – they're hard to, to see anymore, like in movie theaters. Yeah. Isn't that true? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I thought it was an amazing movie, and uh, and I'm glad I watched it before you came. But like, even with something like Mr. North, you know, and then something like this, this, this thing, that, uh, the last photograph, which you wrote and directed and acted in. How, how do you like, you know, how do you decide to commit to that story? Do you, you know what I mean? It's sort of like it, it, it always baffles me when I talk to directors where where they have this thing, and it's sort of like they're because uh, it's going to take years. Yeah, and you got to. Lock in. I mean, obviously, you're acting and doing other things, but what was it that that sort of what was it about that story 
Like, let's talk about the last photo, the last photograph, the newest movie. Yeah, um, I, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. By the way, uh, um, it's, it's, you know, he, again, my father was just spectacular. The way he'd be able to make, you know, wise blood, and Fat City too. Fat City and Under the Volcano, but yeah. in between all those three, right. he got in Annie. Right. Uh, so he really knew how to play, you know, giving one to them and uh-huh. and, right, and, right. And, and keeping a couple for himself. Right. Uh, um, keeping himself uh, uh, interested in in, in, in in new material. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to figure out new ways to make films. And that the last uh, movie, what The Dead. Yes. Like, ah, spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but 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 also able to throw out you know uh, Annie escape, es- escape to victory. The <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis, the Bible. He was also able. To, so he, he he was he was really able to play that game. Right. Right. Uh, um, and um, so with, with with the last photograph, it it, it was an idea that uh, a, f- a friend of mine. Simon Astaire uh, um, gave me as, as as a gift, really. It was a, it was a, it was a yeah. beautifully written screenplay, um, and and with that, uh, oh, it was his screenplay. Yeah, it was Simon Astaire's yeah. screenplay. And 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 I I saw it as an opportunity to to play, get back in the saddle, yeah, um, and and play with different mediums. Uh, uh, not necessarily for stylistic reasons, but for reasons of necessity. Mm. Um, and so I, I used a Canon still camera to shoot to shoot London and during Christmas. Um, I then uh, used different With film. Ca- uh, uh, no, digital, so okay. a little digital. Yeah. Uh, and then I used uh, um, uh, a sixteen millimeter uh, for the scenes with the kids in the park. Um, I used probably about six or different types of equipment. Yeah, was that on film? The 16? That, yes, yeah, it was. Of course, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, technology is so advanced that you can make anything look like anything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I liked the idea of of actually holding equipment that was that was older, um, right? And, and 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 it forcing me to see things uh, possibly slightly differently. And your character uh, has that yeah. element to him too that yeah. he's stuck in the past a bit that's right in grief but also it seems in his shop as well yeah exactly and yeah. And, and the different and the different formats also allowed me just to uh, not to have things like place cards or dates mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, and hopefully emotionally the film is at times uh, uh, possibly a little languid I could keep the emotion stretch the emotion without giving you more information on this on, on well the I screen. thought that was very effective because you know there's a good chunk of the movie where you don't really know what happened exactly but like exactly. it, there's pe- there's pieces given to you, kind of, but it's really an uh, it's really about the poetry of grief, right? Yeah. And and the maintaining of 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 that and moving through it. Yeah, and and this guy, you know, he owns a bookshop. He's a quite curmudgeonly, kind of probably unpleasant kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and um, this photograph is stolen, and and he he spirals. Um, he, he just goes into complete panic, and and then while he's searching for this photograph, yeah, um, you uh, the film becomes a sort of a tapestry, a collage of memories, yeah. uh, that lead one to this sort of fateful night, uh, 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 which uh, December twenty second, nineteen eighty eight, yeah, when Flight Pan Am one hundred one uh, exploded over Lockerbie, right. Yeah, and it's like it's the whole thing is sort of like it, there's there there. I just had a conversation with somebody else about 
human beings and about you know how we uh, avoid the 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 sort of realities of death mm. you, you, you know like we do in terms of that conversation was about how like you know old people don't old elderly people don't die in the homes anymore they everything everything's sort of geared towards you know not paying attention yeah so when you see you know a man this character he played kind of like not being able to let go and and having death hoisted upon him you know in such a dramatic and and public and uh, you know shocking way uh it, it was it, it was surprising for me it was just it, it was very sort of emotionally satisfying in its sadness because you really play it all the way through i mean it, you know in acting that i mean that must have been somewhat difficult was it for you uh, well, yes, <laughs> and also uh, to direct in, at the same time. That was a little schizophrenic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, um, the uh, yeah, you're, you're talking about death. Uh, uh, the more mass shootings that we see, yeah. uh, uh, you see on 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 the news channels these photographs that come up, yeah, um, and each one representing an individual story, right. Um, and that's what I found interesting about the concept that Simon Astaire brought to me. I knew, f- from a directing point of view, uh, I knew that me, Danny, yeah. would be available as, a, as, as an actor. Right. <laughs> and that I could shoot. <laughs> the easy cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that I could shoot at different uh, moments, yeah. different, different times. So I could shoot London in the, in, in, in the winter, and I could shoot London in the summer. Um, and I, could, I knew that I, had, uh, that I had me. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's one of the reasons I, I, I cast myself. Right. Uh, the, probably the primary reason I cast right. myself. Right. You're scheduling uh, issues. <laughs> yes. I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have to get on the phone and say, hey, man, can you go? Can, yeah, can, can we me find a favor? Some can, or, yeah. Uh, I didn't have to do that. Was I, I was me. Um, and, and, but uh, uh, it was, it's, he's a hard character to, to take home because the state of, he's kind of like a, post-stress yeah, type of situation right, exactly, and, yeah. and 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 the the, the grieving is just is, is such that you that it's the, it's hard to shed um and one's bombarded um with new last yeah. photographs all the time right um so, right. so it but just became something that i was i was very aware of um and now that i talk about it it's something that's I can conjure back. Um, uh, we've all, we've all, we've all lost uh, friends, sadly, yeah. and family, etc. We all have, we all have that last photograph, um, and so it's, 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 it's a hard thing to continue perform performing. Right. But from a directing point of view, it was exhilarating because right. I could use these different formats. I could dance around. I could shoot stuff yeah. in London. I could shoot go go dr- drive up to Scotland and shoot in Scotland and that was an insane and, scene yeah, and, where he's just in shock. Yeah. And but I could play. I could yeah. play from a direct from a from a directing point of view. Right. Um and I was uh, uh, it's a little bit of an experiment the film. Um also I was interested in in um creating a situation an emotional thread that could lead me into live news footage without having to superimpose my character into the in, in, into right. the scene or anything like that but actually create create a uh, uh, a situation where we f- didn't feel that we were cutting away 
right. to a news report. But no, it fa- I, oh, you mean when that guy came out and made the announcement? Yes. No, it worked really good. Yeah, the nurses arriving, the ambulances, yeah, et cetera. Because, That's all real footage. Yeah, no, it's great yeah. because like it even looked like the same room that you were in. Exactly. Almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that. That's <laughs> by design. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that was great. Yeah, I, 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 and also like, and the 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 sort of relationship with the, there was a line in there that uh, um, the actress uh, Suta Chowdhury. Yeah, yeah, who I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, and you made this. This is a couple of years old. This, yes, thing, right. Yes. It just took a while to it took a find while. its way. It did. But that line where where she says, I believe it was her, where where she says, you know, he was in love and he wanted more. Yeah. You know, it's really kind of like there's something about the uh, the poetry of the script that's pretty, you know, kind of like you know at at, at every juncture, you know, you you sort of feel it, it it's sort of her outreach to your character to frame this as something that you know wasn't your fault. Number one and number two, you know, there's no way to explain it. There's no one to blame after right. a certain point. You yeah. know, how do you let that go? Yeah, because he's he's guilt ridden because he bought the ticket, et yeah. cetera. And then the dynamic with the girl. With the girlfriend who's only, you know, who only knew him for three weeks is very profound as well because that she's going to carry that weight on a different level. Yes, yes. And, oh, my and, God. And, I know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know whether, uh, uh, I've discussed this with, with, with the writer, Simon, uh, a couple of times, but uh, when she returns back uh, in the story after years have passed, Oh, and uh, meets him at the uh, him, church. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure whether she, whether he's imagining that or not. Yeah, well, that's one of those things, right? Because yeah. it's actually in a joke I'm doing on stage now because I'm a comic, where I talk about you, you know like about the difference between you know uh, these big, huge Marvel movies, but like they're pushing us all to we have to drive 25, 30 miles to you know to see grown up movies in a in a in a theater situation where we can all have the experience together and walk out confused by the ending as one group of people. <laughs> and that's you know what happened to those days? Did he die? Well, Did she die? What happened? I don't yeah. know what happened. Why didn't they tell us? I think the director wants us to have this conversation. <laughs> It, it was so one of those movies for me where, no, it was, it was a poetic ending, but that, but oh, so that was it. Like, you know, it's it's to, to create some, it, did he imagine, did he not imagine, was it real, was it not real? Yes, and, and, and does he, is he looking, I, don't, I hate the word closure, but is he, is he looking for some sort of peace within himself by imagining her and releasing her uh, back to the love affair that she was having with his son? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. And does he, because there, you know, that shot of you at the end is not comforting. No. no. <laughs> the film is not a comforting film. Uh, it is not a Friday night popcorn movie. It is absolutely the antithesis of that. But, I, but like, I'm really trying to, like, for myself, a, 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 assess this kind of stuff and, and put it into, because, you know, I'm like, I think I'm, I'm about your age. I'm 50, I'm going to be 56. You know, and, and you start to think about, like, well, what am I taking in? Why am I taking it in? What is important? What is art? What isn't art? You know, what? And, you know, when, I'm, when, I, when I saw how that, your movie started, I was like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do here. This is, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, this is something I'm going to have to sit with and I'm going to have to allow. And, and I don't, you know, because in terms of the narrative, the story, it's really a, a, a poetry movie because, you know, the, the story is like, you, you don't really, it, it, you don't ever think you're gonna find the photograph, right? right. You, you know, and yeah. and then it's just a, it's a series of revelations that deepen 
the character's you know grief yeah. for the viewer. Yeah. But I, I really thought that you know I threw that in the way that you shot it, you know, and the way that you shot you, their romance, the kids' romance, and and your relationship with uh, with that with the woman who walk, works across from you, and even your old friend. That you know these become very you know loaded, and you know, there is sort of small bits of relief and, and bits of connection that we all can have around the emotional process this guy is going through. And that that is what it should be. You know, that is what the feeling should be. It doesn't have to be about, like, well, how does the story end? Or what, it, you know, the, it's it, that is the poetry of, of film, if you let it happen. Yeah. And and it's it's the reflective uh, uh, nature of it, I believe. Um, of film. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, um, the, I mean... We we're, talk, we're talking earlier about about my father in Ireland, and, yeah. and uh, you know he'd he'd get the the, pro, the projector out, and there's always a big sort of palaver about about the film ripping or not, and then we'd project these films on the on, on the wall, and my grandfather, who I never met. Uh, was in Treasure of the Sierra Madre, and he was oh, yeah, he, he yeah. was he was a gold prospector, and yeah. and that's who I thought he was. You yeah. know? I thought my father was Noah. <laughs> uh, 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 so so film kind of lies and 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 but also tells truths at the same time. And what I thought was interesting was was this drive to the airport, driving my son to the airport. Um, and it's a really quite a banal conversation. We're not saying anything that carries any great That's meaning. where it starts, the movie. Yeah, we're yeah. not saying anything. In a way, it's, it's the spine of the film. Right. Uh, but then as we are informed, as the audience is informed, uh, um, we see this conversation in a different way. Mm. Um, and and I, I, find that, I find it interesting how how we find more symbolism uh, or we are more uh, concentrated or intrigued uh, by a conversation uh, when we are informed what will happen. How many features have you directed? Uh, th- th- three. This is uh, the I, third I, one? Yeah, I mean, I started with a, with a, with a small one-hour film, fresh out of film school, after I directed the title sequence, uh, um, uh, called Mr. Corbett's Ghost. Uh-huh. And my father was in it. Uh, oh, where's that? Can you get it online? I, uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, he plays a collector of souls, a uh, 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 typecasting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I have Paul Schofield in it, and and, and I had Burgess Meredith. And, oh, and wow. Wonderful. And then I moved on to, to Mr. North, where Lauren Bacall, Robert Mitchum, Harry Dean Stanton, David Warner, uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, Virginia Matson, a great, great cast. Um, and then I made a film called The Maddening uh, with Burt Reynolds and Angie Dickinson. Um, and then I made another film called Becoming Colette, about Colette with Klaus Maria Brandauer. And um, I, by that point, I'd lost my I'd lost my father, uh, who was my my friend, my yeah. my, my collaborator, yeah. um, and and then um, I found myself in a sort of rather seasonless state in in Los Angeles uh, um, without your old man, you mean. without my old man, and without I mean uh, years were going by. I was, I was I was you know lots of meetings and phone calls and trying to get stuff going, and but but you were acting, no, uh, no, I wasn't. I was I was in a in a complete. Funk. I was sort of flatlining, and 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 I couldn't I couldn't get anything off the ground, um, and and uh, waiting for this like eternal green light. So from, the plan was directing. Plan was directing, right? And then fellow f- directors, yeah. friends, right? Uh, because of the kind their kindness, yeah. really uh, started casting me in small parts, right? And then the parts got bigger, 
and suddenly I realized, oh wow, I should take this. I should take this seriously. <laughs> I guess I'm acting. Yeah. I mean, my my my. The reason I said yes was because I was interested. Because most of my most of my film experience was on my father's film sets. Um, so uh, I was I was interested in experiencing how other people worked. Yeah. Um, and um, I worked with Mike Figgis and with Bernard Rose, uh, who were more experimental in their approach. And kind of figures on which one on uh, oh. uh, time code. Oh yeah, oh that's later, yeah, where right. We, where we had a quadrant, right? And and, and we were writing the script. Yeah, uh, yeah. Writing the script on music sheets. That was yeah. And, and you did, uh, did, did, but you knew figures. He put you in Leaving Las Vegas and as well. I knew, yes, I was waiter number number two. And that was the first. <laughs> like that was a that was a uh, he was throwing you a lifeline. Yeah, with that. Yes, he's yes. like. You know, Danny's in trouble. Yeah, we got somebody. We got yeah, throw yeah, him. Yeah, can't keep yeah, him. He's yeah. got to keep his health insurance. <laughs> exactly, give him Seems a part. Sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, and then uh, uh, Bernard Rose and I. Uh, he, he just. I worked with him on a, on a on on a version of Anna Karenina. Yeah. Um, and and he and he said he was having trouble with the cut the cut on the film and and uh, we were both in a in a in a very depressed state moaning groaning yeah. about the film business right and and his girlfriend at the time said you know you guys are really boring <laughs> why don't you just go out and and make a film yeah. and we were like no you, know, you don't understand it's far more complicated than that you can't just go out and make a film and she was like well i have and she was a documentary filmmaker yeah. and so we tried this new camera out, this Sony digital camera that Sony lent us. The red? Uh, 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 no, earlier. Oh yeah. And and they and they um, they used this sort of as, as, as a sort of testing, as a trial. Yeah. And uh, we shot this film in, in our backyard, basically, and it's called Ivan's Ecstasy, based on the, the <laughs> death of Ivan Illich. Yeah. And. And it was a bit of a sort of poison letter to Hollywood, but uh, basically we st we stayed true to Tolstoy, yeah. But, but uh, as best as best we could, it's actually quite a faithful adaptation, um, and uh, and it uh, it became a success. Uh, it, yeah. it, it got uh, independent film spirit nominations, and, yeah. And uh, and it sort of it sort of propelled me as 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 an actor. And the next thing I knew, I was working with Scorsese and with Nicole Kidman and on a film called Birth, and I was like, wow. Uh, I, I gotta take this. I gotta take this seriously. Right. Uh, not that I wasn't, but I mean, I was like, this is this is actually actually happening. But to it, me. Was, it, had you had any training at all? None whatsoever. No. None. <laughs> life. Life was my training. <laughs> and story. Story. That's what it's all about. I consider myself a storyteller. Really. Sure. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I know. Like yeah. I, I I talk to uh, more actors than I used to. You know, and because I've been doing it a bit myself. But you know, it, it, many of them come down to the storytelling. Yeah. That they, they're honoring a story. Uh, yeah. And then other people get caught up in the nuance of acting, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, tools they use or what have you. Yeah. yeah. But you just show up. Show, try to show up. <laughs> but yes, yes. It's, it's uh, you know, and so basically from that point on, I was, uh, I, 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 was, I was an actor. And what I love uh, uh, about it is, uh, you know, my credo basically is uh, try to work with people that I respect. Right. And, and so... Uh, it, it, it from an acting point of view i mean you mentioned this earlier yeah. about how much time it takes to direct but from an acting point of view i can be like a uh, like a 
like a bee or something. Right. Like I can go and I can taste the nectar from different flowers. Mm -hmm. I can make three or four films per year if I'm lucky. Um, acting. Uh, acting. I can, I can maybe do a couple of TV shows or guest appearances, but I can keep, I can keep active and I can be working on many, on many stories at the same time. Now, this grinds to a halt uh, when one is directing. Right. Because you're turning, you're turning other, other stuff down, possibly, and you are just single-mindedly directing this. I mean, the, the, the last photograph, like you mentioned, uh, it's two, two, two and a half years ago that I, I, I started. Finished it. I, I started. Oh, you started. Ma 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 making it yeah. and, and finished it in, in a rather unconventional way. But it's taken a, it's taken a, long, a long time, and, and, uh, and you, need, you need that dedication and that gumption to just, to just keep... Right. Keep keep writing it. Uh, right. Until until it gets seen. Right. And that's from the point of conception to the point of release. So it's a lot of time. On some level, there there there's some element of uh, rationalization in you, you know when you're taking you know four or five acting roles a year and you're sort of framing it as like well, I get to experience how other directors work and stuff that when you actually have to direct and focus your own energy on not doing any of that just for two years there's got to be moments where it's sort of like oh, I just can I get a job just to not finish this <laughs> <laughs> but at the, yes and, and, and at that point the idea has possibly become a little tired for you yeah. uh, but you've become utterly obsessed right oh that's good you have to yeah, yeah. you can't let it go I mean it's so when I mean you're also like uh, well you're doing you're in succession this season I uh -huh. noticed you I had no idea I, I just started watching it whatever a couple of weeks ago that must be great to work with those guys it's 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 fantastic and uh, did you know Brian Cox uh, I met him because we both played General Striker. In, oh. the, in the X Men, uh, so it was it was a very funny meeting in Edinburgh, in Scotland, yeah. uh, where where it was like oh, I'm playing you, no, no, I'm playing you, <laughs> and we look completely different. Yeah. Uh, um, so it was uh, it was great to see him again, um, and I love uh, working with Brian. He's uh, he's where's he from? Is he British? He's he's Scottish. He's Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, comes from uh, yeah hard. Scottish background. Oh yeah, yeah. Are, like most of them, I guess. <laughs> I guess like most. Yeah. I mean, he he was uh he we were in Dundee, yeah. uh, um, and he showed me uh, uh the apartment or the house where he where, where he grew up. It was uh, seven families in uh, in one uh, block. Uh, wow. Maybe two, three floors, and yeah. and um, and an outhouse that they all used. Right. They all had to use. So. When you do like like over this process of doing, you know, obviously growing up a bit on your father's sets, and then working a bit with Scorsese, with Figus, with you know, who are who are some of the other people that you know? How do you, you know, what do you integrate into your directing craft from these experiences? Well, the, ex the experience of of making uh, about four or five adaptations with uh, with Bernard Rose uh, Tolstoy adaptations we did uh, Ivan's Ecstasy which is uh, and that got that was your big break I yeah. have to I like I don't know that I remember that's, seeing that's, the movie the, well that's that's the death of Ivan Illich uh, uh, right uh, then 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 we made Boxing Day which is Master and Man then we did the Kreutzer Sonata uh, uh, we did the Two Jacks, which is, which is the two hussars. I did that with my nephew. But what I what I really took from from Bernard is his sort of unapologetic uh, uh, manner. Um, he doesn't wait 
uh, for anybody to tell him whether he can make a film or not. He just starts. Yeah. Um, and then he tries to raise some money here and there. Um, but he's kind of like a like a punk uh, rocker yeah. in that sense. He's he, he's like you starting these interviews in your garage. Right. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you do, do it. it. Yeah. You just do it. You don't. You stop. You stop. You stop the uh, uh, the, the the concern about who's who's going to release it uh, and and where how the backing is is arranged financially. But you know that makes it difficult because you then need to get it out there and sure. and, and uh, but it's but it's 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 a, it's a great unapologetic approach and Mike Figgis was the same you know and so that's that's what I got from them my father had to play the play the studio system well he like uh, he was it was like his legacy yeah but we don't have to do that anymore there you is know? No, if you've yeah. got if you've got a guitar and you've got a good melody uh, 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 bash it out in the garage and send sure. it out if yeah. it's good it'll probably right. hit yeah. 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 yeah maybe maybe yeah 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 but I mean, you got it out of, you know you've done it I, I do think you've that I, I mean it's a good question you've done it that's true you've you've completed it and you've done that you've done the, the work of your heart yeah but it is an interesting question about the way the the fragmented media works now, and this sort of this ability to self generate and put things out in the world is that the the idea that like well if it's great it will it will find its place. I, but I wonder how not many necessarily not you're right. Not I wonder how many geniuses are out there submerged. Uh, not necessarily. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, and uh, uh, the stars do need to align, um, and sometimes they don't, and the work is still uh, possibly re- re- remarkable. I mean, how, how many how many great painters are out there that we don't know? How many Vincent van Goghs are out there that we don't know? It's qu- it's wild, right? Uh, uh, Who yeah. decided, but, and, but but there is a lack of gatekeepers now. So yeah, and they were the ones that determined things. But that, but also there the other side of that. Uh, unfortunately is not unlike some painters that you know if something exists out there in the world you know at the time it was released or created uh, it may not get any recognition but you never know 15 20 years down the line someone finds it and like this guy was a ge- died destitute yes but what a gift yes also also true <laughs> right also absolutely true yeah uh, but you know when when you have when you have the the, the machinery in place I have, yeah. I have a film out this 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 these past couple of weeks uh, called Angel Has Fallen and that's 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 with Jerry Butler and that's that's a franchise and and the just it's it's like a freight train you know it's really it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of you can't st- stop it um which is you know it's wonderful to be part of that it's great to be a number in a number one film uh for a couple of weekends what is it is it a marvel movie or something uh no it's it's a uh uh he plays a uh a security security for the president and this is the third installment uh, you had olympus had fallen london has fallen now it's angel has fallen no shit and uh you know, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even look at this cast. I don't even know what this movie is. Where am I living? <laughs> and it's a huge movie. It's a huge movie. It's a huge success. But my point in movie theaters, in all, in, in, in practically every that that is actually my point. It's in practically every movie theater. And my film, The Last Photograph, is playing in one theater nationwide <laughs> Santa Monica <laughs> at the Lamley Theater and, it, and that's your strategy that's for, for one week you gotta fly in <laughs> for one week and 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 um, you know then it'll go on the on the video demand and all all, all the, the digital platforms etc which I I'm perfectly happy with this film because it's there's something quite private about the experience the experience of that movie I I, I think that might be true and I'm not it kind of goes against my sense of 
what what it should be, but yeah. it is. It, it and, is and I'm you know I'm delighted that it's going to be up on the big screen for a week for for a week or so. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I, mean, uh, I was just in a movie yeah. like that where you like it just to be in a theater at all. I guess is yeah. a, it's an exciting thing. Yeah. So there's no chance that it will pick up more theaters, or you don't. I don't think so. I think oh. it's all it's all geared towards the one week theatrical release. Yeah, uh, and then um, and then um, into your home. So th- what was the journey of this movie, though? Why did it take so long? Is it, what, did you do the festivals? How, what was the process of the we, last photograph? We, we, we did the festivals. Yeah. We, we, uh, we did Edinburgh Film Festival, which was oh, a very, yeah. very poignant evening with yeah. uh, 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 Alistair Stewart, uh-huh. uh, who was one of the f- newscasters who uh, uh, announced uh, the, the Lockerbie. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pan one one uh, I like, guess it is really sort of relevant in how, like, there are these tragedies that happen through acts of terrorism that 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 seem to require the victims, the survivors, you know, live in a sort of blame, you know, to to find some sort of justice. Like, it, like it's relevant because these shootings, like you said, because there's so many things like this that create these type of the the families of victims. Yeah. Um, the Pan Am one on one fight was complicated. We we don't really know where the blame lies. There, I know what, I, very what, what, very many conspiracy theories. Uh, it was uh, attached to Libya initially, yeah, right? Well, you know, finally, uh, I, I believe it was Cheney who negotiated a deal with Gaddafi, uh, where Gaddafi gave money to the families of the victims right. as a means to lift sanctions. Yeah. Of, uh, um, and, uh, and then Blair and, and, uh, and, and Bush uh, uh, were able to uh, uh, have business with Libya again. Right. Um, so, you know, he, he uh, Gaddafi uh, accepted the blame by paying, by paying right. the families, but never actually said it was him. Uh, so we don't we don't really know. Um, there was a man who was prosecuted in 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 Scotland, uh, who was released and brought back home to Libya uh, because he was dying of ca- cancer, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and we don't really know. Hmm. We don't really know. Uh, but it's what we do know is that this was one of the first um, terrorist uh, hits of that. Um, that size, that was, right. uh, uh, many Americans. Yeah, uh, I think the, the biggest terrorist act uh, over English soil. Right, um, and um, it was the, the the beginning of of, of what we of, of of what has happened. Sure. So okay, so you do the event with Alistair in yes, Edinburgh. that was magical, and yeah. then and then the other other event was a screening at Mill Valley, oh, yeah. uh, which was during the fires oh, last <laughs> uh, year. Yeah, so so that was uh, that was that, that was that was tough, but uh, everybody was everybody was very uh, uh, I don't know about willing, but yeah. they were open right. uh, to a film about loss. Yeah, interesting. And then like so, then where does that, what what is the process of like I don't know. Like I've talked to Sophie Huber about uh, her recent documentary, the the Blue Note documentary. Then um, I, I sort of talked to her about that to help her in because I love the movie, get it out there in the world. And I work with uh, Lynn Shelton, independent film director, who's great. And we did a small movie, but like so, it goes to festivals. Then you try to sell it or get a distributor or how? Yes, exactly. You 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 go you go, goes to festivals. You hope you'll be, who financed it originally? Uh, um, private financing oh. that that came through Simon Astaire. Oh, okay, uh, a man called Hans Rousing. Yeah, um, and uh, 
Uh, yeah, just an investor. Yeah, an investor. Uh-huh. Um, rather charitable yeah. investor. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they all are when it comes to independent yeah. film, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we, we, the film didn't cost didn't cost a lot of money, but uh, still, you know, you, you, need, you need need money to make it. Uh, um, yeah, you hope that you garner good good re- reviews. Um, that the audience is 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 support, yeah. supportive, yeah, um, and that there may be a few a few people there that might want decide to pick up the film, right? And, and we were we were lucky enough to to, to find Freestyle, yeah, um, who are releasing it for us. Wow, and that, and that was a two year process, yeah, or so if not longer, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, probably longer. All right, so let's talk about these. Uh, all right, let's talk about these um, now the the Marvel movies for a minute. Certainly. Uh, so, the you were in X Men Origins of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know when you get one of these roles, like a role like that, and and or and, well, the, I think the other ones. Are, oh, by the way, I loved I loved Stan and Ollie. I, I I'm so. I think anybody involved in film should see that movie. Yeah. And you were great as Hal Roach. Yeah. It was not. It's not a huge part, but it's a good part. Yeah. I know. I was just so, so I, again as far as like you know tasting the nectar off of different. That was that was a perfect example of me being able to go there, work for two or three days. Yeah. Uh, and and see these two guys oh who just were remarkable, it's crazy. Uh, um, and you know from the prosthetics. To their movements, uh, um, it was. Uh, I was gobsmacked. I, I I forgot my dialogue because they were just. They looked. I can't believe it. So unbelievable. And the the mannerisms. I yes. Mean, like, you know, you know. I mean, both of them. But Coogan was like the detail. Yeah. Because Stan Laurel was like this twitchy. I mean, it was a you know tricky business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't. It was. And it's heart. It's heartwarming, isn't it? I loved it. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. So when you get these, like as an actor, because like I, I, I'm, I may, maybe I'm wrestling with my own trip here. But whatever you may think of movies or, or what their, you know, what their place in culture is, or if they're doing actual damage to the, the form, you know, as an actor, you make a choice as an actor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's money involved, but I mean, we're not talking a fortune, but you want to work. And, you know, I guess not unlike your father directing, uh, you know, movies that he may not have wanted to direct in order to stay in the game and do the stuff he wants to do, you know, you'd somehow, I guess, show up with as much as you as possible and and engage in it as, you know, as an artist that you are without judging it. Yeah, but, um, okay. Uh, the, (laughs) (laughs) The... the, the the number of people I've met mm. who who've said, "Oh, Annie was when I, when I was a kid. I loved sure. that movie." Yeah. Um, or you know, the, the entertainment value that film has to yeah. to lift you out of your daily right, possibly dull or right. or, 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 or 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 life where you're. You're, you're you're suffering. You need, yeah. you, need, you need a little lightness. You need something to lift you up a little bit. Um, and and I think I think to judge these films too harshly is possibly unfair. Mm. Um, what I try to do from an acting point of view is I just try to find the key into the character. Yeah. 
Um, with uh, Wonder Woman, for example, um, General Ludendorff, um, yes, in, in, in story terms, uh, he basically wants to exterminate mankind. Right, right. okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. But in truth, he was a real, he was a real man. He existed, Ludendorff. Um, he was humiliated uh, in battle. He lost uh, his son on the German front. Um, and it, it, it's, it's all about, you know, which we're seeing a lot of today, that nationalistic pride. Yeah. Um, and once you, and I spoke to Patty Jenkins about this, and once we started to get our head around this guy and understand him, uh, uh, understood his, the, the machinations, right. um, then I was able to portray the, the, the horror in, 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 in a more entertaining way and, and go a little bit more arch right. with, with him. Uh, once and, you understood his own heartbreak. Yes, yes. Uh, However sinister yeah, yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that, that may, that may have been. That's one way to that, go. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and I had a line on, on a film that I did called The Constant Gardener uh, where my character says, well, those patients would have died anyway. Um, and he's talking about uh, African Kenyans uh, who are dying of AIDS and they're experimenting drugs on them. Yeah. And and I found that line so horrific. But if I could say it and mean it, yeah. um, then maybe I'd have the character down, you know? So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, I'm, I'm really I'm getting a, a scalpel out and dissecting and prodding and seeing what these, how these guys are and how they feel and, 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 and not necessarily honoring their evil uh, right. uh, uh, doings, but 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 understanding where it where 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 it comes from, um, and and I think that uh, great novels, paintings, poetry is able to do is able to do that. Is you're able to understand other yeah. than you, right? Um, or, or or break down this this thing of them and us, and, right? Um, and and that's that's I find that uh, fascinating from a from 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 a psychological point of view as well. Right. So you just rise to the challenge and and figure out like when you get offered these roles that are broad, you know what the you know what the guts of it is. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of uh, to 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 do justice. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the film, uh, uh, primarily. I have to figure out a way in. If yeah. I da- if I can't find it, then I can't really do it. I, can't, right. I, I shouldn't be doing it. And that's interesting, though, because it comes down to sometimes just a script reading, a, a line in the script. Like, if I can wrap my brain around this. Yes, yes. I remember a story of my father's with, with, uh, with Catherine Hepburn when he was making African Queen. Uh, Catherine Hepburn was couldn't figure out the character, really, because she, she was having trouble with it. So she goes up to my father. She goes, John... I don't know. I don't. I don't know who this woman is. So my father paused a moment and said, looked at her and said, "Eleanor Roosevelt." And she went, "Ah, okay, I get it." <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's all an actor needs. It's just a little key into 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 into, into who they're portraying. That's so now. Okay, so now I'm gonna. The, the, I I now I I've re- I think I gotta just go out and watch some of these movies. I've, I've been pushing back on them. Now, Angel has fallen. Like, that's a whole franchise. No idea it even existed. Right. You're in all of them? No. Only Just, only, 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 this last last one. Did you see it? I saw it, yeah. You like it? Um, yes, I like it. It is uh, 
as I said, the antithesis of, of the last photograph. It's, sure. This is a fun, yeah, okay. sh- shoot 'em up, shoot 'em up movie. But what I liked about oh, my key into that actually, and and and, but what a lot of the other actors are are, are portraying are men that are damaged from war, uh, men that that cannot become part of what we consider a civilized uh, uh, environment. They've been trained uh, um, to 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 be lions, yeah. <laughs> um, and they do not understand uh, a, a peaceful state. They, they, they need the adrenaline uh, um, to to feel alive. Right, wheat or grass moving in the fields for them is 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 a is a potential enemy that's lurking below. Right, know? right. Um, they're on another level, yeah. um, and that was what was interesting to me. Cool. All right. Well, that okay. So that I, I seem to be moving towards this, uh, engaging in this, in these movies, and and just being. I'm, I think what I'm afraid of is I'll just be. I'll just love them. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> and then I'm going to be that guy, the guy who railed against them. And I'm like, these are so fun. I don't want to be the fun guy. Well, I'll tell you, it's been great talking to you, Danny. It was great talking to you. Thanks for coming. And I, you know, I, I will, uh, I will uh, share the love of that movie, of your movie. Thanks. It's great you. hearing these stories. And um, we'll see where it ends. We don't know where it's going to end up after the after the film. It'll be on iTunes and it'll and be on Netflix. all all the all the digital. Yes, exactly. It'll be on pay per view and Direct TV, and then it'll go to Hulu. The streaming and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, and all on all on all the usual uh, streamings. Tremendous. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming over. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, again, the last photograph, now in theaters. And now I will play my Stratocaster for you. For those of you asking me about settings on this thing, I'm really just going straight into the old 58 Fender Deluxe with a, an Echoplex pedal and different levels of volume. But no Echoplex pedal on what I'm about to do now. Just a crybaby, straight up crybaby, wah. A no frills, wah, wah. Boomer lives. 